And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you stand for a moment for prayer, my friends? Lord, we thank you for this very beautiful message and song from Jan and Andre. We thank you for the marvelous truth of this song. And may you use this music, and now may you use this spoken word to touch the hearts of your people here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene in the sanctuary and the, uh, the online viewers, wherever they find themselves today, and those who will watch and see this service in the days ahead, O oh God. Open up our minds and hearts to your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Feel free to be seated. Feel free. Praise God. Have you ever felt emotionally worn out? I hear a lot of yes. Are you perhaps feeling that way today? Some of you are, aren't you? Some of you are. Our topic today is finding strength, finding the strength to keep going when I'm emotionally worn out. Finding the strength to keep going when I'm emotionally worn out. Recently, I was feeling emotionally worn out. Some of you would likely say, Pastor Nick, you were probably feeling that way because your son Jeremy was needing to have very major open heart surgery. And Pastor, you, you knew and you know the risks of a major operation like that. There is no doubt that a part of the reason I was feeling worn out was because of our son's upcoming major operation, no doubt about that. I was thinking of his dear wife, Kirby, and, uh, and his four-year-old daughter, Everly, and his two-year-old son, Paxton. I was thinking about my wife, who was very burdened about the surgery as well, of course, and many others. The good news is our son, Jeremy, was able to go home from the hospital on Sunday, November the 7th, and we were so joyful in announcing that just last week. When his little boy, when his little boy, Paxton saw him, Paxton went, went over and just hugged. He just hugged his daddy and held on to him for a long time. Jeremy is stable. And he is progressing. Uh, Jeremy will have to be on blood thinners the rest of his life. And this week he spent a lot of effort with the assistance of his doctor and a laboratory trying to figure out the correct dosage of blood thinners so that his new aortic mechanical valve will work properly all the days of his life. We want to thank God. We thank the Lord for Jeremy's progress. And thank you to the many of you here in the sanctuary of Rosewood Church and the many other viewers and uh, people outside of our country as well 
who knew of his situation and have been praying for him. Thank you so very much to all of you. It wasn't just the critical heart surgery for our son, however, that was contributing to me feeling emotionally tired. There were various other factors as well. I was thinking of different families in our church who have been struggling with various serious needs, some that are very public and some that have had to be kept private. And I've, I've been very burdened for various families in our congregation. I was also being affected by the funerals that I have held across this year. And I, I, remember, I remember how when I was uh, walking out of a local, our local grocery store just a few weeks ago, I glanced at the bulletin board. I glanced at the bulletin board on my way out, and someone had put up a sign. Someone had put up a crazy sign saying, COVID is a hoax. That's what they put. COVID is a hoax. Someone put up that sign about 18 months after, after this pandemic started. And, and knowing, knowing that in Canada and the United States alone, there have been over 750,000 deaths from COVID, when I saw that, that terrible sign, when I saw that sign, COVID is a hoax, I thought, I thought, what, what in the world does it take to knock some sense into some people. By the way, as of November 13, I, I checked it, and there have been almost 800,000 deaths from COVID in North America alone, just North America. Then I, I learned just recently also, I learned of a church which I am very familiar with at which their pastor was refusing. Their pastor was refusing to get the COVID vaccination, and, and people in that church told their pastor if their minister did not get vaccinated, they would leave that church. And that contributed, that contributed to my emotional fatigue because I, I thought to myself, that church cannot afford to lose people. They are already a small congregation. And uh, my burden is not only for Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, but my burden is also for other Nazarene churches and for, for congregations of all names, all, all different types that bear and profess Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And then, and then I learned and you learned of the 17 missionaries in Haiti who were, who were kidnapped by evil people who were demanding millions of dollars in ransom and it made me angry. I'm sure it made many of you angry as well. It made me angry that, that here was a situation where, where the 17 missionaries were in Haiti to do good, to do good, to, to preach the gospel, to be a help to people in need, and to be a blessing. And now their lives were in danger, in great danger. It made me angry. I'm just being honest with you. I know some of you are saying, Pastor, you shouldn't get angry. Well, the Bible says there is there's righteous anger, by the way. All right? Now, I, I, I do not know. I do not know those missionaries personally. 
but it still bothered me and it continues to bother me greatly, you know. So it, it has been a combination, it's been a combination of many factors that were making me feel emotionally, emotionally worn out and, and most likely in, in your life as well, when you have been feeling emotionally tired out, it has been probably on account of various issues going on in your life. Uh, there might be one major one, but oftentimes it's a combination of things, okay? And so when, when I was feeling emotionally drained, I, I, heard, I heard a message. I heard a message from another pastor, uh, Reverend Rick Warren, which really helped me. It, it really helped me and touched my heart. And I said to myself, I said, you know, I, I need to, and I want to communicate these truths which Pastor Rick spoke of in, in his message. I want to communicate these truths to you. Now, I've communicated these truths over the years in different ways, different times, but, but today I, I, I just especially want to bring these truths to you. And Now, usually, usually when I prepare messages, I, I prepare them from, from scratch, so to speak. I begin with the Word of God from scratch and do my readings and studies and my commentaries and prayer and, and uh, consult different pastors here in our own church for their thoughts and ideas on occasion. And, uh, but anyway, in this case, I heard this message and I thought, you know, I want to share it with our Rosewood Church Fellowship and I want to give credit, okay? I want to give credit where credit is due and tell you the most of what I'm about to say to you, share with you, originated with or from Pastor Rick, okay? And so, and so our theme, our theme today is finding the strength to keep going when I'm emotionally worn out. Now, I want you to notice, I want you to notice that the topic or the subject is about when you and I are emotionally worn out. When we are physically worn out, which obviously happens many times, when we are physically worn out, uh, that problem is more easy to solve, okay? It's more easy to solve. Usually, when we are physically worn out, if you get some rest, and you get a good sleep or two nights of good sleep, um, you, will, you will be restored if, it, if it's physical fatigue, right? Sleep and rest alone, however, will not cure the emotional fatigue, the spiritual fatigue we sometimes go through, all right? You and I need a strategy to recharge our emotional battery. We need a strategy to recharge. There are many times in your life when you and I have to keep going, we have to keep going, even though emotionally you don't feel like taking another step. Have you had those times when like, you say, you know, I don't know if I can take another step. I don't know if I can go another day. Yeah, most of us have had those times. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about developing the qualities of endurance and resilience and determination. And Jesus is one example of, of someone who persevered, who persevered through emotionally very difficult times. 
As many of you know, political leaders and religious leaders of that first century were constantly trying to stop Jesus from preaching and teaching. Uh, they didn't want him doing this. He was too popular. And at one point, they tried to stop him by saying to him, King Herod wants to kill you. King Herod wants to kill you. And in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 32 and 33, we find Jesus saying this. He says, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day. I will reach my goal. In any case, he, Jesus says, I must keep going. I must keep going today and tomorrow and the next day. That's what Jesus said. Jesus demonstrated for us the qualities of endurance and resilience and determination to hang in there and keep going. So, where do I get, where do I get strength to keep going when I'm tired, <clears throat> you are tired, when we are worn out? The answer, the answer is we get the strength from God himself. We get the strength from God himself. Now that's the simple answer. That's the simple answer. But there are some steps or actions you and I need to take to keep going towards our finish line, towards the end of our lives. So here we are. The first key, the first key to daily strength to keep on keeping on at a time of crisis, conflict, chronic fatigue, the first key is this, all right? Number one, Glenn, go ahead and put it up. Honestly, honestly tell God what you are feeling. Think about it for a moment. Honestly tell God what you are feeling. There's a precious little baby back there that's just trying to repeat that statement. You know, don't, don't tell God what you, you think you are feeling. Stick with me now. Tell God what you are really feeling from your heart. Are you feeling exhausted? Tell God. Are you feeling frustrated? Tell him. Do you feel like you can't go on? Tell God. Do you feel you are discouraged or under attack? Tell the Lord. Are you overwhelmed? Tell him. Can you, actually, can you actually dump everything you are feeling on the Lord? And the Bible says, yes, yes you can. Yes, you and I can dump what we're feeling, what we're going through on the Lord. There are many Bible verses that tell us this. One of them is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It's on your screen. Why don't you read it with me? Give all your worries and cares to God, 
for he cares about you. That's the New Living Translation. Boys and girls, boys and girls, the children's handout that we gave you today has that verse for you to color in. So go ahead. Uh, I've been looking at some of the pages that the children have been coloring during the services, uh, the handouts we've been giving them, and so many of the children have been doing such a beautiful job. But anyway, here is, here is a marvelous truth, okay? And then th that's the new living translation. And... Um, if you were to look at some other translations, such as the New Jerusalem Bible for 1 Peter 5, 7, here's what it says. Read it with me. It says, Unload all your burdens onto him, the Lord, since he is concerned about you. Now this part of our Bible was originally and is, or is originally translated from the Greek. And the Greek word, the Greek word translated unload or, or give all your worries and cares to God, the Greek word that translated unload means, here it is, means drop it. Drop it. Boys and girls, can you say that with me? Drop it. Yes, say it again. Drop it. It's when I say boys and girls, uh, uh, we're all boys and girls, but I was especially thinking of the children. <laughs> I don't want any of you to, to go away saying, boy, Pastor Nick offended us today. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's as if you are carrying a big boulder, you know? It's as if you're carrying this big stone, or sometimes, you, you know, you're carrying more bags of groceries than you really should have, or you're carrying... Are you carrying one of those cases of, what, 40, 40 bottles of water? Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? And, and, and boy, you're just happy when you just dump it, put it, put it down, okay? You, you dump it. You, you unburden yourself, all right? Now, how, how do you unload? How do you unload like that? How, how do you drop it? Well, you drop it by being honest with God. Stick with me. If you are going to truly be honest with God, you need to remember the following facts. The following facts, all right? Glenn, show fact A. Here it is. God already knows every emotion you and I feel. Remember that. Psalm 33, verse 15 says, The Lord gave each of us our minds, so nothing we think or do can be hidden from Him. How about that, eh? Now, since God created your mind, then obviously He can read it, and nothing can be hidden from God. Makes sense, doesn't it? So when you start telling God exactly how you feel, he is not, he is not going to say, well, I didn't know you feel that way. Yeah, you know, boy, that's a surprise to me. When you and I express our feelings to God, it's not, it's not for God's comfort. He already knows what we're feeling. It's not for God's benefit, it's for our benefit. 
Because God already knows. Right? Why does God want me, want me and you to, to unload and tell him the stress that we're under? Why does he want us to do that? It's for your own benefit. Your own, your own help. When, when you tell God, it relieves a lot of unconscious tension inside of you. A lot of internal conflict and stress in your life. So, so please remember, God already knows every emotion you and I feel. Now here is a second thing you and I need to remember. Go ahead and show point B. God understands my feelings and yours better than we understand them. Think about that. God understands your feelings and mine better than we understand them. You have feelings, but God understands them better than you do. First Chronicles. Here's what we discover from the Word of God. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9 says, it says, The Lord knows what's in everyone's mind, and he understands everything you think. He understands everything you think. That's the uh, New Century translation, by the way. The New Living Translation says, For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. Now, I, I, doubt, I doubt that you and I understand everything we think. Right? We, we don't. When you have an emotion, a lot of times, a lot of times you probably think, where, where did that come from? God, however, always understands your emotions. Why? Why does he understand? Because he made you. He made you. He made each one of us. If, if you are hesitant to tell God what you are feeling, think about it. If you are hesitant or reluctant to tell God what you're feeling, it, it's a little bit dumb. It's a little bit dumb. Why? Because God already knows every emotion you and I feel, and God understands our feelings better than we understand them ourselves. Now, the other thing we need to remember is, for anyone making notes, it's point C, the other thing we need to remember is God listens. God loves to listen to you and me. God loves to listen to you and me. In Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2, David says, I love the Lord because he listens to my prayers. He listens to me every time I call to him. God is a listening God. God is, think about it, God is never too busy for a conversation with you or you or you or you or, or you up in the balcony. Hello, my friends, I see quite a few of you up in the balcony there. Blessings on you today, yes. God listens to you, viewers, online viewers, 
He is a listening God. He's never too busy for a conversation with you. You and I might be too busy for a conversation with God, but he is never too busy for you or me. Think about it. In a sense, God has an unlimited data plan. Yeah. You know, I, I have a limited data plan on, on my fancy cell phone, right? I have a limited data plan. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, have, I have a limited data plan, right? And probably you do as well. And I, I have a certain number of gigabytes per month I can use. I'm using these terms just to impress some of you who, who don't think I know much about gadgets, okay? So I have a certain number of gigabytes per month I can use. And about, about three quarters into a month, my phone, my phone will sometimes send me a message saying, you have used up 75% of your data plan. And then, in the last week of the month, the message will show up saying, you have used up 90% of your data plan. Press such and such a button to buy more time before your data runs out. Does that, does that, does your phone do that as well? Your phone do, does, does, eh? In other words, you're spending more money, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, my friends, the good news is this. God's gigabytes never run out. God's gigabytes never run out. He is always ready to listen to you. He's always ready to text you by his Holy Spirit. God loves to listen to you. Now, what about, what about when, when you are complaining to God or you feel like complaining to God? Does he still want to listen? Can a complaint be a prayer? Well, the answer is yes, as someone here said. The answer is yes. Some of the Psalms in the Bible are, are David's complaints to God, big complaints. For example, in Psalm 55, verse 17, David says, morning, noon, midnight, I complain. He says, I complain of my distress and still the Lord hears my voice. Wow, wow. <laughs> recently, recently, I felt like complaining to God. Not just one time, a lot of different times. I felt like complaining to God and saying, Lord, Lord, why in the world did you let those 17 missionaries, 17 missionaries in Haiti get kidnapped? Lord, those missionaries were there to spread the gospel, to help people, to feed people, to be a blessing. Why? Why did you, why did you not stop those evil people from kidnapping the missionaries? Others of you, I'm sure, complain to God in that way as well. Praise God, I'm still standing even though I complained. <laughs> the Lord can handle our complaints our frustrations, our anger, our questions, our grief, our discouragement, our depression. Why? 
Why? Because he made you and me, and he loves us. Amen. That's why. That's why. Psalm 103, verse 13 says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Tender and compassionate. And Psalm 145, verse 9 says, the Lord is good to everyone, and he shows compassion to all, to all he has made. By, by the way, since God, since God is good to everyone, and he shows compassion to all he has made, shouldn't you and I also do the same. Amen. Uh, by the way, as I'm just looking out here, I, I want to thank God for the many different ways in which I personally know that many of you have been showing an abundance of compassion to different people. Praise God. You, you've learned your lesson well. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Let's just ask ourselves, do, do I show compassion? <clears throat> do I show compassion to people that maybe we disagree with? Are you good? Are you good to people you think are an enemy? Well, because God knows every emotion you and I feel, and because God understands our feelings better than we understand them ourselves, and because God loves to listen to us, you and I can feel that we can come. We can come quickly, quickly to him whenever we feel drained, whenever we feel wiped out or ready to throw in the towel. And whenever you are distressed, Lamentations chapter 2, verse 19 says, Cry out, cry out in the night. Pour your heart like water in prayer. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. That's what it says. Cry out in the night. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. Have you been doing that? Have you been doing that? You can. If you haven't been doing that, it might be, it's not the only reason, it might be one of the reasons you are emotionally drained. It could be. The Bible verse says, cry out to the Lord. In other words, Lord, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm out of options. And that, my friends, is being honest with God. That's being honest with the Lord. So, this is, is the first key to gaining daily strength which you and I need, and that is honestly tell God what you are feeling, all right? In order to keep going towards the finish line, honestly tell God what you are feeling. Before, before we leave church today, some of you, some of you need to do that very thing. 
either in your chair where you're sitting or at the end, come, come to this altar and just honestly tell God what you are feeling. A second big key to daily strength, which you and I need, is this. Second key truth is this. Humbly ask God for strength. Humbly ask the Lord for strength. Psalm 105, verse 4 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. That's the New International Version translation. The New Living Translation says it a little bit differently. It says, search for the Lord and for his strength, continually seek him. Continually seek him. My friends, who are you looking to for emotional strength in your life? Look to the Lord. Let us look to the Lord. Job chapter 12, verse 13 says, God is the real source of wisdom and strength. Isn't that good? Read, read it with me from the screen. Read it. God is the real source of wisdom and strength. Wow. Now, if God is the real source of strength in your life, emotional, physical, mental, Go ahead. Go ahead and ask God for strength throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. And just say to him, God, I need strength as I go. I, I need strength as I go to the doctor's appointment. God, I need strength as I deal with this issue with my child, with my child that's been, that's been a pain. God, I need strength as I try to clear up this confusion with my credit card, card bill or with my heating bill or, or with my whatever bill, okay? Sometimes, sometimes we don't have because we don't ask, right? Do you know, do you know that we are commanded, we are commanded about 20 times to ask God, to ask the Lord in the New Testament, 20 times, probably more. The Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. Jesus said, Ask, so your joy will be full. Wow. A report says that one of the primary, one of the primary symptoms of emotional fatigue Emotional stress is sleeplessness. Sleeplessness. It, it's insomnia. Insomnia. When you are emotionally empty, you sometimes can't get to sleep. Some of you, I'm sure, have found that. Studies have shown that the more depleted you are emotionally, the harder it is for you to get to sleep or to stay asleep. Did you know that? Yeah, some of you sure do. 
the impact, the impact of COVID over the, the many months and all the changes in our world have probably left millions of people sleep deprived. And that's some of you. Did you know that your relationship with God, your relationship with the Lord, can also affect your sleep? Follow me on this. When or if you are out of fellowship with God, when you are estranged from God, when you are at war with God, when you are at rebellion, in rebellion against God, do, do you know, do you know that your body recognizes that even if you, even if you aren't consciously aware of the conflict with God, your body feels the conflict? That's right. However, when, when you are in harmony, when you are in harmony, when you are at peace with God, you, you get the peace and the strength of God and it also leads to a better sleep. Amen? When King David was a fugitive, he was running for his life. People were... People were trying to kill him, and he was hiding in caves. And during that time, he wrote these words. He wrote these words, Psalm 3, verse 5. He said, I can lie down and go to sleep, and I'll wake up again because the Lord gives me strength. The Lord gives me strength. Do you see the connection between God giving you strength and you being able to sleep, there's a connection there. So here's, here's the second way to persevere to help you keep going. It is humbly ask God for strength every day. Humbly ask God for strength every day. Psalm 138, verse 3 in the Living Bible says, When I pray, when I pray, you answer and encourage me by giving me the strength I need. Well, how do I get the strength I need? By asking for it in prayer. By asking for it in prayer. There is an attitude you and I must have to develop the resilience, the desire to keep going. One of these attitudes is seen in the life of Daniel in our Bible. By the way, we have been studying uh, Daniel in our Wednesday evening Bible studies. And every Wednesday evening we have between 50 to 60 people in that lesson time. And uh, Pastor Lisa has been doing a great job, a wonderful job in leading the group week by week. In Daniel, in Daniel chapter 10, verse 11 and 12, Daniel was in a situation in which he was under enormous stress. And this is what the Lord said. This is what the Lord said to Daniel in chapter 10, verses 11 and, and 12. The Lord said, Daniel, you are very precious to God. 
So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. And the Lord says to him, I have come, I have come in answer to your prayer. Isn't that beautiful? Yes? Notice, notice God said to Daniel that he humbled himself. The attitude that moves God to answer your prayers and mine is humility. It is humility. God, I'm depending on you. Lord, I'm trusting in you. I, I can't do this on my own. I, I need you. I, Lord, I don't have the emotional energy to keep on keeping on. Lord, I need you. You know, sometimes we've sung that beautiful hymn, that I, I, I need thee, I need thee every hour. Lord, I need thee, I need thee, I need thee. And that admission is humility. So my friends, here in the sanctuary, and my friends who are online viewers, let's review. If you and I need strength to keep going, and all of us do, all of us do, how do I find the strength to keep going when I'm emotionally worn out? How do I find that strength? Keep these truths in your mind. Number one, number one, honestly tell God what I'm feeling. Amen? And number two, Honestly ask God for his strength. These truths may seem simple, but a lot of times it's, it's God's plan. It's God's simple plan for you and for me. Put them on the screen again, please, would you? Honestly tell God what I'm feeling and humbly ask God for his strength. In a future message, we will talk about two more major truths which will help you find the strength to keep going when you are emotionally worn out. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these beautiful truths. Truths from your Holy Word, found in many different places in your Holy Bible. Lord, I pray, I pray that you will use at least some of these truths, some of these Bible verses we've referred to, to help, to help your people to help dear folks here in the sanctuary of Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, to help online viewers touch our minds and hearts with these truths 
and inspire us to put them into practice. The Lord, we know. We know that for these truths to really take the best effect, it is necessary for us to have a relationship with you. For us to, to repent of our sins, to repent of our sins and, 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 and truly profess and confess Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And so I pray, Lord, that whoever needs to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord today, I ask that you would help him or her to make that choice, to make that decision, to truly give their heart to you and to say to you, Lord, I need you. I need the forgiveness that you make possible because Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Lord, I need, I need to be honest with you, God. I need to be honest with you about how I'm feeling. And dear Lord, I humbly ask you for the strength that I need today, tomorrow, and in the tomorrows to come. And I thank you, dear Lord, for the promise of your presence, the promise of your Holy Spirit working in my life. Yes, Lord, work in our hearts, work in our lives. And thank you, Lord, for the promise of eternal life in heaven. Not because I've earned it, not because I've earned eternal life, but because Jesus Christ has paid it all on the cross of Calvary for me. In his name I pray. Amen.